in our lives, do glorious things in our lives. In the name of Jesus, we pray that the seed of your word that is planted into our hearts will bring forth fruit even a hundredfold. In Jesus' name have we prayed and all the saints shall say amen. amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering as you take your seat. Oh, give the Lord a better clap, offering. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a shout. Wave your hands to God and celebrate the Lord. Celebrate the goodness of our God, the mercy of our God. What a blessing, what a joy it is to be in the house of God. The Bible tells us that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. For in his presence there is what fullness of joy and at his right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And I believe that as you've come for service today, you've connected online wherever you are, I believe that God is going to speak to you. I believe that God is going to minister to you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I see testimonies coming to people in Jesus' name. I see change coming to people in Jesus' name. I see transformation coming to people in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. May you have your own testimony in today's service. May you take delivery of your desired result in Jesus' name. Give the Lord a mighty shout. Amen. It's a, it's a month, our prophetic focus for the month is striving for mastery. Someone say striving for mastery. Let's turn about the book of 2 Peter 1 verse 3. If you can project it for me, 2 Peter chapter 1 verse 3. Amen. God has great things in store for you. Hallelujah. God has wonderful things in store for you. Amen. God is going to change your life in Jesus' name. Amen. 2 Peter 1 verse 3. The Bible says that, I'm using the New Living Translation. It says that, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. Can, can you please project it for me? 2 Peter 1 verse 3. It says that, by his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. The Bible is telling us that God has called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. What it means also is that God has called us to a life of excellence. Someone say, I'm called to a life of excellence. As Christians, we are not supposed to live a mediocre life. One of my great inspirations is Martin Luther King. How many of you know Martin Luther King? He was an apostle of the civil rights movement. And I, I read his autobiography. And, you know, he was, he was, you know, he noticed something. And there was a certain philosophy he lived by. He lived by the philosophy that because he's a Christian, everything about him should be perfect. Everything about him should be excellent. So he used to dress well. He used to polish his shoe very well. He used to live a life above the way the blacks used to live. Hallelujah. Because he had that understanding that he was called to a life of excellence. How many of you believe that you are called to a life of excellence? The Bible tells us that God has made us what? Kings and priests. God has made us what? Kings and priests. You know what a king is. Or you know that there's a certain life that a king lives. There's a certain way kings and princes, the way they talk, the way they speak, the way they dress, the way they act. Amen. And so if you believe that you are a son of God, if you believe that you are a daughter of God, and you believe that God has called you to a life of excellence, brothers and sisters, it must reflect in the way we behave. It must reflect in the way we dress. It must reflect in the way we talk. It must reflect in the way we do things. When you see someone who has been being prepared to be a chief or being prepared to be a king, there's a certain kind of training, a certain kind of conduct, a certain kind of life that a person is supposed to live, isn't it? You don't see a king talking just by heart. Have you ever seen a king or a prince standing by the roadside and he's, he's drinking cocoa from the rubber and he, and he has hold the rubber and he's pressing it? <laughs> he, he's, he's standing by the roadside. He has bought cocoa in a day. You shake the thing. Have you seen a king doing that? Do you think you see a king doing that? You don't see a king doing that. It doesn't mean that a king doesn't take cocoa. But there's a way the king will take the cocoa. They'll serve it in a nice bowl. <laughs> Amen. Brothers and sisters, I'm, I'm trying to give you a message from God. That God has called us to a life of excellence. God has called us to a life of difference. And it's high time that as Christians, we rise up to live the kind of life that God has called us. God has not called us to live a mediocre life. God has not called us to live a below average life. 
God has not even called us to live an average life. God has called us to live an excellent life. God has called us to live a life above reproach, a life above mediocrity. And so wherever you go, the way you comport yourself, the way you conduct yourself, you must, you must do it in such a way that you, people know that you are, you, are the, you are the son of the king. As a person, are you the son of the king? Are you the daughter of the king? And, and as a person, do you behave like the son or daughter of the king? Hallelujah. So God has called us to a life of excellence. Second Peter 1 verse 3. God has called us to a life of excellence. And I want to encourage each and every one of us to begin to think differently. To begin to see ourselves that while we must show for the glory of God. We must show for the excellence of God. We must show for the virtue of God. If, wherever you find yourself. Some of you are students. You know, as a student, God has called you to have excellent results. Amen. Amen. Someone say, I have excellent results. So God has called you to have excellent results. In other words, you have to study hard. You have to be disciplined. You have to be diligent. And you have to produce the results. As a penitent, are you producing the results? Amen. You see some Christians, you know, they are, they are just praying that they'll just get 40, pass mark. It's not. You, you, you must be striving for 98%. 99%. 100%. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And it requires that you believe in yourself. We said there was this, there was this, I was listening to a message. I came across a, a certain, I don't know that it's a true story, but it's a certain story that, you know, it was in a medical school and the lecturer, the lecturer came to the medic, they, they were, they, the students were about to write an exam and it was their final exam, the last paper of their final exam. And when the lecturer came, you know, they had gathered for the, for the exam. When the lecturer came and he saw them, he was like, he knows that they've prepared very hard for this, for this exam. And he appreciates the effort they have put into, the, into their preparation and all the years they've been studying and all that. And he wants to give them the option that they, he can see that they've studied very hard. But they don't need to write the... He, he, he bears witness that they've studied very hard and they've prepared very hard. So they don't need to write the paper. He's going to give all of them a B. Those who don't want to write the paper, it's optional. They can leave. He'll give them a B. A lot of people got up and they left and they so that they'll get the B. And then he made an, the last announcement that those who, if anybody else wants to join, the, the paper is optional. So a few more people stood up and they left and they, of course they were they got a B. Then there were just a couple of people remained in the class. And you know what? He handed them out the, the exam script. And you know what? On the exam script was written, Congratulations, you have received an A. Now, this is, the, this is the, 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 the message behind it. The message behind it is that a lot of people were ready to settle for B. <laughs> Ask yourself, would you have settled for the B? <laughs> would you have settled for the B? <laughs> I know a lot of people who would have settled for the B. <laughs> but you know what you must we must all come to that place where we decide to go for a so the people who sat in the exam and decided to write the paper they believed in themselves they believed that they were excellent students they believed that they were not b students they believed that they were a students and so they deserved to get an a so they did not settle for average B is average. They did not settle for average. You know, when I heard the story, it challenged me. I, I don't know whether it's challenging somebody. Because some people there don't like the B. <laughs> because some people, if they had written it, they may have gotten an E. <laughs> Hallelujah. But may you strive for excellence in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. May you, someone say, I'm striving for excellence. In the name of Jesus. You know, let's give mommy a round of applause. Mommy is, mommy is here striving for excellence. Every day, mommy wakes up and connects for morning dew. How many of you see her? You see her morning dew. Meanwhile, the young people don't wake up. Mommy is 60 plus. 
and she's able to wake up early in the morning. I know some young people, they are not able to wake up. Some young people who don't have responsibilities, who are not even married, they are not able to wake up early to have their quiet time. <laughs> so say, help me, Jesus. Amen. But God is calling us to strive for excellence. Someone say, I strive for excellence. In the name of Jesus. Say, I strive for mastery. Hallelujah. First Corinthians 9 verse 24. That's the scripture we've been using for this month. First Corinthians 9 verse 24. The Bible tells us, using the King James, uh, let me use the King James translation. He says that, know ye not that day, can you give me King James? Know ye not that day which run in a race run or but one receiveth the prize. So run that ye may obtain. He's teaching us that, listen, wherever you are, whatever you are doing, decide have the mindset that you want to obtain the prize. Have the mindset that you want to obtain the reward. Have the mindset that you want to be the best. Amen. Say, I choose to be the best. Say, I decide to be the best. Say, I strive to be the best. Hallelujah. May you be the What is it that you are doing? As a person, what is it that you are doing? Some of you are workers. You know, as a worker, you must decide to be the best at, in your workplace. You must decide to put in your greatest effort. You see, a lot of, you see, a lot of, uh, let me tell you something, a lot of employees work thinking that they are working for the manager, thinking that they are working for the owner. Let me tell you something. Anytime you are working in, no matter the organization that you are working in, no matter the boss that is above you, you are working for yourself. You are working for yourself. When I started working, I, this, this scripture, the Lord gave me an understanding about this scripture that, a good name is better than riches. A good name is better than riches. And a lot of people see that, that, that scripture as a good name. So live a righteous life, live a holy life and know that it's better than riches. It is true. But in the work setting, God gave me that understanding that a good name. He told me that as I'm starting my career, it is better to have a good name. In other words, it is better to have a name. It's better to be known to be good at what you do. It is better to be known to be skilled at what you do. Have a good name in your profession before going for riches. A lot of people, all they are thinking about when they are, you know, a lot of people when they come to work, they are always thinking about salary increase. They join a, a how do you call it? Is it employees union? Employees union, they want to go on strike. A, a looter, we are fighting for increase in salary. But let me tell you something if you work hard, <laughs> the increase in salary will come. If you, let me tell you something. It, if you work at, even if your, the, your current boss does not recognize you, I'm telling you that God will move you to another place and you'll be rewarded for your labor. Wherever you are, put in your best. Make sure that you have a good name before riches. Don't be thinking about money like that. You see, money is good. But let me tell you something. Money, I, I don't know what I shared last week, but money is the reward you get for solving problems. I, am I preaching? I'm preaching on striving for mastery. Do, do you like the message? Money is what? The reward you get for solving problems. So the more problems you solve, the more money you do what? You get. As a parent, what problems are you solving? So when you are working somewhere, you, do you know that when you are working somewhere, you are solving the problems of the organization? If you are a security man somewhere, the reason why you have been employed as a security man is because the organization or the, the company or whoever needs somebody, needs security. He has a need. Security is his need. He needs somebody to open the gate. He needs somebody to open the door. He needs somebody to check for whoever is entering. So when you are put there, you are solving a problem. And so you are being rewarded. The money you are getting is as a result of the problems you are solving. <laughs> Do you like the message? Hallelujah. So if you want to get more money, solve more problems. Solve bigger problems. Solve more serious problems. And solve more complex problems. And then as you begin to solve those problems, you begin to get more money. Amen. And be someone who is known to have a good name. To have a good name. That if they are calling your name at the workplace, if they, if they want somebody who is skilled in IT, let it be your name. Amen. If they want someone who is, who is, who is a good cook, a good chef, 
may you be the name that will be called that oh I know this guy he's a good chef amen give the Lord a clap offering so verse 24 first Corinthians 2 verse 24 9 verse 24 is saying that know you not that they which run in a race run up but one receiving the prize he's saying that so run that ye may what obtain run that ye may what obtain a lot of people are not running to obtain a lot of people don't have the mindset that they should obtain a lot of people are living a lot of people have left their life to chance but can I tell you something if you live your life to chance you don't stand a chance <laughs> I'm saying that a lot of people have left their life to chance but if you live your life to chance you don't stand a chance what, I, what do I mean what I mean is that don't don't live your life thinking that oh you know that's a that's a motto of a lot of Africans uh, it go better easy you have you have been saying go better for the past 10 years you know better <laughs> you have been, yeah it go be it go be but you yourself can agree that you have been saying oh it go be it go be things go better for the past 15 20 years you know better so you should get sense and see that just saying it go be it go better it no go be it no go better something there you for do as a person you they do that something and uh, it go be it go better things go be things go better it no go be it no go be it no go better <laughs> you for do something hallelujah you for do something you know when you in, in, in physics there's a certain law it's a law of action and reaction how many of you know the law of action and reaction with every action there will be a reaction isn't it so there must be, and then in computer, when, when computer came, we're doing computer, uh, input, output. Isn't it? There must be an input before there'll be an output. There must be a cause before there'll be an effect. So if there's no cause, there'll be no effect. If there's no input, there'll be no output. So what are you putting in for your life right now? What are you laying in store for your future? What are you doing right now that will guarantee that it go better tomorrow? Because just by talking, talking, it will go better tomorrow. It no go better. I'm not prophesying bad, but I'm telling you the truth. So, do, what are you doing right now to guarantee your glorious future? Amen. Hallelujah. A lot of people are waiting for opportunities. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people are waiting for big, big opportunities to come to them. But the unfortunate thing is that they are not preparing for the big opportunities. They are not preparing for the big opportunities. But let me tell you something. The Bible tells us that what time there's there's the Bible says that what time and chance happened to what to them all. Who knows where that scripture is? The race is not for the swift, nor the battle to the for the strong. You know, if you can quickly, someone should quickly Google. It. I want to read that scripture. But time and chance happened to them all, and I want to I want to give you some a message from that. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9 verse 11. How many of you have been blessed? How many of you are learning some things? May your life change in Jesus' name. Look at what he's saying. He's saying that, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle to the world, to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill, but time and chance happened to them all. He's saying something serious, and I want you to hold on to this scripture as you go through this week, that he has, he has, he has noticed something. This was the wise man, Solomon, the wisest. He is the man that had observed situations and life and circumstances, and he said that he came to a certain conclusion, that the race is not to the swift. Many of us will think that the race is to the swift. Because the swift is the one supposed to win the race, isn't it? And the strong is the one supposed to win the battle, isn't it? And the wise is the one supposed to have bread. <laughs> and the men of understanding are the ones supposed to have riches. And the men of skill are the ones supposed to have favor. And indeed, all these things are true. But look at what he said. He said that word. But time and chance happened to them all. Time and chance happened to them all. Can I tell you something? In this life, everybody has a chance. 
everybody, let me tell you something. Everybody in this life gets opportunities twice, at least twice. That is one by time and two by chance. Now, if you take a clock, how many of you have seen a clock? Do you know that if the clock is even dead, if the clock is dead, within 24 hours, the clock is right twice. A dead clock is right twice within 24 hours. It's telling you that if, if somebody doesn't, if somebody doesn't even have any opportunity, if somebody is disadvantaged in life, there comes two times in the person's life that opportunities come to the person. Number one, by the principle of time and number two, by the principle of chance. But do you know what happens to a lot of people? A lot of people, when their time came, so everybody, there's a time that your time will come. Someone say, my time has come. For everybody, there's a time that your time came. But were you prepared for it? Were you prepared when your time came? Were you prepared when your chance came? I'm telling you, everybody always gets a time and gets a chance according to the scripture. All of us that we are seated here, in every area of our lives, there was a time that we had a time. There was a time our time came. There was a time our chance came. There was a time that your time came that you could have moved to the next level. Chance came for you to have moved to the next. If you can sit down and think, you realize that it came. It came. And many times, it comes, but it does not come in the way we expect it. It didn't come in the way we... A lot of people are just waiting for some, for some big money to come. 50,000 Ghana say, pa! But you'll be surprised that a little here, a little there, it was 10 pesos, 20 pesos, 50 pesos, 1 CD, 10 CD, 20 CD. If you add all together, you realize that it was 50 Ghana cities. It was 550,000 um, 50, Ghana cities. Time and chance happened to them all. Brothers and sisters, are you preparing for your time? Are you preparing for your chance? It is not enough for your time to come. And it is not enough for your chance to come. But you must be prepared when your time comes. You must be prepared when your chance comes. Hallelujah. As a person, are you prepared for your time? Are you prepared for your chance? Let's go to the book of Genesis. I want to show us something quickly. Genesis 41. We'll not be able to read all, all that account. But in that account, we, all of us may be familiar with that story. It was that story about Pharaoh. Pharaoh had a dream and he saw seven, seven fat cows come out of the river. And then after that, seven lean cows and then they swallowed the the, the seven fat cows and then he saw the grains also there were seven full grown grains and then seven shriveled grains came and ate up the seven full grown grains you remember the story now the bible tells us that joseph was in prison at that time and then joseph was called to come and give the interpretation to pharaoh let's read genesis 41 verse 15 and 16 Genesis 41 verse 15 and 16. The Bible says, using the King James translation, he said that, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, I've dreamed a dream, and there's none that can interpret it. And I've heard say of thee, look at what, and I've heard say of thee, that thou canst understand a dream to interpret it. Verse 16. Look at what Joseph, look at Joseph's answer. Verse 16. And Joseph answered Pharaoh, saying, It is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. Give the Lord a clap of it. Look at, and Joseph answered Pharaoh saying, it is not in me. God shall give Pharaoh an answer of peace. I want to show you something. We all know that Joseph, at this age, Joseph was 30 years. We all know when Joseph started dreaming and interpreting dreams. That was like when he was 17. When he had a dream and then the, the stars were bowing, the stars and the moon were bowing to his, his. That He was like 70 years. And this is 30 years. Do you know that all that period of time, Joseph was going through preparation. This was his time and his chance. But remember, Joseph had been in prison. Do you know that in prison, Joseph could have neglected his, his gift. Joseph could have despised, Joseph could have blamed God and said, that God, look at what you have done to me. You have forsaken me. You have allowed me to be in the prison. And Joseph could have just, Joseph could have done himself more bobby, more bobby, and then every day he'll be sleeping in prison from, from, you know, because prison, there's nothing to do. So Joseph, he could have done a, 
uh, Adidas in prison. <laughs> Joseph could have done Adidas in prison. You eat and sleep, eat and sleep, eat and sleep. Let me ask you a question. If Joseph had done Adidas in prison, do you know that he would not have, his gift would not have been sharp? So that when his time came and his chance came, he would have missed it. The Bible said that Joseph answered Pharaoh said, it is not in me, God shall give Pharaoh an answer of this. You know, look at what happened. This is Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, the king of the world empire at the time. And Pharaoh calls uh, Joseph, that Joseph, I've had a dream. I've heard that you can interpret the dream. I'm going to tell you the dream. And I hope you can interpret it. Look at the answer that uh, uh, Pharaoh gave, Joseph gave Pharaoh. Joseph had not even heard the dream. But he told Pharaoh that, Pharaoh, don't worry. I'll be able to interpret the dream for you. He, he told Pharaoh that, Pharaoh, he said, you know, he was, Pharaoh, he was being humble. He said, it is not in me. This was, is this was his answer. It is not in me. God, has, God is the one who has given me that grace. But I'll deliver the answer to you by the help of God. And do you know what a lot of people would have done? If they had, they had brought them, they say, so I'm going to tell you the dream. Can you interpret it? <laughs> Pharaoh. <laughs> Pharaoh, you know, the last time I had a dream was 17. When I was at age 17, then I interpreted it. But when I interpreted it, I interpreted that my father and my mother and my siblings, they were bowing down to me. But when I interpreted it, it has not come to pass. Because it didn't come to pass. It was in prison. It, it has not come to pass. So I don't think that they, they could have given a lot of excuses. But Joseph, he just came boldly to Pharaoh. And those, those days, those kings, eh, they were ruthless. If they ask you to do something for them and you can't do it, they'll, they'll cut off your head. But Joseph just came. He stood before Pharaoh. He said, okay, it is not in me. God, but God will give you an answer through me. He knew it. Can you do that same thing? Have you, have you developed your skill, your talent, your abilities? That when you are called for, when your time comes, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. That's why I gave you that story of the medical students. Those guys that wrote the paper, they had prepared themselves. So when their time came, they knew that they are A students. They didn't set for to be B students. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maybe someone here, maybe you are, you are a chef. You know how to cook. A master chef. If a king calls you, that come and prepare food. Will you disappoint or that day you really show that you are a master chef? <laughs> or that day the rice will burn. <laughs> Hallelujah. Maybe you know how to play the instrument. And the CEO of a company says that, oh, it's the, it's the birthday of my 10-year-old child. I want you to come and play keyboard. <laughs> will, will you forget that day? <laughs> or, or, or that day you are so good that you can even close your eyes and play. You, that day you should be so good that you can close your eyes and play. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Brothers and sisters, time will, your time will come. Your chance will come. But when your time comes, when your chance comes, will you be prepared? Are you prepared? What are you doing right now to guarantee that when your time comes, you'll be prepared? Because some people, their time came and their chance came, but they blew it. They blew it. But may you be able to utilize your time in Jesus' name. When an opportunity comes to you, is presented to you, may you be able to utilize it in the mighty name of Jesus. Give the Lord a mighty clap of faith. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Luke chapter 2 verse 52. Luke 2 verse 52. The Bible tells us of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man. He increased in wisdom. And then he also increased in stature. He increases in wisdom. That is mindset, his understanding, the knowledge he has, the wisdom he has. He increased in it. 
he increased in stature also. And he increased in favor with God. In relationships, he improved. He grew in his relationships. And Jesus also increased in favor with God and with men. His relationship with God. Hallelujah. I want to encourage you that as Christians, God wants us to have all-round success. Say all-round success. Say I experience all-round success. God wants us to experience all-round success. What does it mean? What it means is that God does not just want you to grow in your spiritual life. God wants you to, be, to grow in your academics. In your mental life, God wants you to excel. In your financial life, God wants you to excel. At your workplace, God wants you to excel. At home, God wants you to excel. In your dressing, God wants you to excel. In everything that you do, God wants you to excel. So Jesus, we can see that Jesus was good at everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus was good at everything. Have you seen some people who are good at some things but are not good at other things before? Have you seen some, some Christians who are prayerful but they are getting D's and E's in class? <laughs> Have you seen some before? <laughs> Have you also seen some people who are getting A's and B's in class but they don't know any scripture? They don't know anything about prayer? They have no work with God? It's wrong. It's wrong. Amen. Have you seen a beautiful girl who cannot cook before? <laughs> One day, I was in, in, in school. There was a certain lady. That lady, she grew up. Her mother, her mother was always doing things for her. So she never knew, knew, she never went to the kitchen. Then one day in school, in the hostel, we were talking about doing jollof. And she opened her mouth and she she said what she, she, how she thought they do jollof. You know how she thought they do jollof? She thought that the red, the redness of the jollof, the color of the jollof, it comes from, it comes from palm oil. <laughs> so she thought that they, they add palm oil to the rice. You cook rice with palm oil to get jollof. The young man, would you like to marry such a lady? <laughs> we want to marry such a lady. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So you must be good at everything. Amen. You must be good at everything. You must be good at everything. There are some people, they only know how to do office work. But they don't know how to do house chores. There are some people, they know how to do house chores. They don't know, they know how to do house chores. They don't know how to do a PowerPoint presentation. You must know how to do everything. Do you like that message? Hmm. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of friends. God is calling you for exploits in Jesus' name. God is calling you for greatness in Jesus' name. God has called us to live an excellent life. We are not to be mediocre. We are, we are, we are to be agents of change and agents of transformation. Amen. Let's read the book of Isaiah chapter 28 verse 10. Isaiah 28 verse 10. May God increase you in Jesus' name. Isaiah 28 verse 10 says that for precepts must be upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little, there a little. Amen. What is he talking about? The word of God is teaching us something very powerful. That in our journey to greatness, in our journey to excellence, in our journey to success, we will not arrive there suddenly. A lot of people have the mindset of getting, if I may say, sudden miracles or sudden elevation. But brothers and sisters, let me tell you something. Things God hasn't blessed us most times 
God doesn't bless us suddenly. Amen. He can do it. But most times, he doesn't bless us suddenly. Because anything that comes, anything that people get suddenly, they will usually lose it suddenly. All of you here, did you grow up suddenly? You didn't come out of your mother's body with this height and this body. You came out small and everybody saw you grow. You know, that is why sometimes if you see somebody, someone who has prospered, people begin to ask, uh, people want to find out how did a person make his money or how did a person prosper, isn't it? People want to know where you are from. People want to know where the person is from, isn't it? That, uh, where, where, where are you from? Where is this successful person from? So if somebody just becomes successful just like that, people will begin to doubt their success. It's the same thing with God also that God builds us up gradually. Look at Joseph. We just read about Joseph. Joseph eventually became the prime minister of Egypt. But you can see that he started from somewhere. Check through scripture. Everybody has a history. Everybody has a track record. Amen. Everybody has a track record. Moses had a track record. Joseph had a track record. David had a track record from the backside of the desert. Daniel had a track record. Jesus had a track. Je Do you know that at age 12, Jesus was teaching in the temple. But and we don't hear of him till 30 years. What was he doing? He was preparing himself. So Jesus had a track record. Apostle, Apostle Paul had a track record. How many of you know that when Apostle Paul got saved? After he went to Arabia, he was there for like 14 years. God was preparing. You know, there are some people, there are some people, have you ever seen, I'm sure there are some people, maybe they were in the world, as soon as they become Christian, then they call themselves pastors. No track record. They just, they just became Christians. No, then they say, that's why you hear someone, someone was a fetish priest. No, the person is saved. No, the person has become a pastor. Hey! It's never happened in scripture that somebody just got saved and the person... Everybody had a track. That's what I was telling you. Check through the scripture. Everybody. Do you know that Elisha? Eli, do you know how many years Elisha served Elijah? 20 years. 20 years of serving the man of God. Before he now became a prophet. So he, he didn't just come on the scene. Look at Joshua. Serving Moses all the years. Before he now became. He took over leading the children of Israel. It's the same with us also. You must have a track record. And so because God will want you to have a track record, you must, God will let you start small. And God will build you up gradually. That's why the scripture said that word. Precept upon precept. Line upon line. Amen. Today God will teach you something. Tomorrow God will teach you something. Then you are growing. Then you are growing. Then you are growing. Till eventually you become great. Amen. If you even take kings, like I, I told you earlier, kings are, or the prince is prepared to be a king. The prince is not just made a king. He's taken through a lot of processes and preparations before he's made a king. Brothers and sisters, each and every one of us, we have a glorious destiny in Christ Jesus. God has called us to a life of glory and excellence. Say, I'm called to a life of glory and excellence. So God has called us to a life of glory and excellence. But it will, will not get there suddenly. So if you are here, you are listening to me, and then you are always dreaming, you are always dreaming that, Charlie, hey, one day I'll be the CEO, the chief executive officer of the company. My brother, it won't happen like that. What you are doing right now, do it with all your mind. Maybe you are, they, they've given you, you know, they've given you a project, a, 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 Maybe your, maybe your boss just sends you that, oh, go and buy water, bags of water and bring it. How you deliver that, how you bring that results is part of the process. Somebody, the boss says, I'll go and bring the water. One hour, the person is late. Two hours, the person is late. Three hours, the person is late. By the time that we are closing, that's the time the, the person is bringing the water. Do you think that be, the person will give you another project? But the boss says that, oh, go and buy us water. By the time the boss turns his head, you have brought the water. He says, oh, you've, you've come already. Yes, you have come. It's a take. It's a process. You are growing. 
the next time they will say that okay you not buy the water you buy the drinks then the next time they will say okay you not buy the drinks you organize a whole conference you, 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 you see how it's, it's moving from buying water to buying drinks now you are going to organize a whole conference then, then, then very soon then you say that okay no you have been organizing all these conferences so well for the company now I want to make you a manager then after some years we say that okay now we want to make you a director then one day to come to a time that the boss goes like you know he wants to go on leave he wants to he wants to go on leave um, and he wants you to to fill in as he's going on leave he's going for vacation six weeks vacation with his family he wants you to take over the company for that six weeks That is how the promotion goes or it comes but you know it started by going to buy water somebody may have despised that that assignment but it was a test brothers and sisters life is always full of tests every time we are going through a test every time you are being tested let me tell you something life has principles life has principles that cannot be broken principles that cannot be broken and life has a way of rewarding you when you obey its principles. Amen. One of the principles of life is that whatever you have been given, do it with all your might. The little that you have, the little that you have, do it with all your might. You may think that nobody is seeing you. You may think that nobody is recognizing you. But life is recognizing you. And life will reward you as you do what you are doing with all your might. One day, an opportunity would come and when that opportunity comes if you are prepared for it you receive a reward the bible tells us about david david was at the backside of the desert at the backside of the desert do you know what david was doing at the, you, how many of you know david how many of you have read the psalms you, you like the psalms isn't it david wrote most of the psalms but do you know that when david was at the backside of the desert that was where he learned how to play the harp that was where he learned how to write sounds. And those times at the backside of the desert, when he was singing and playing the harp, do you know who, do you know who were his audience? The sheep and the goats and the lambs. And the mountains and the stones and the birds and the forest and the wilderness. Nobody was, there was no man there to hear him. But he was singing from the depths of his heart. He was worshiping the Lord. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want makes me lie down in green pastures he leads me beside the still waters restoreth my then he'll be singing he'll be singing singing do you know that david thought that nobody knew and nobody was hearing him but one day someone say one day and do you know he was just playing the instrument and singing worshiping god just doing it to himself making himself happy do you know what he was doing? He was occupying time. Because do you know that as a young boy and they had sent him to the backside of the desert with the, the lambs and the goats and the sheep. Do you know that it was boring? Was it not boring? Nobody to talk to. The whole wilderness, no human being to talk to. It was boring. So he was occupying himself playing, learning the instrument and singing. Then one day, one day, the king needed somebody to play the harp. And they said that, ah, we know a certain guy. Maybe one of the king's soldiers maybe went like, ah, sir, king, one day I, I was returning from battle and I happened to pass by the wilderness as I was returning from battle and I heard a young man playing the instrument. I think that he can help you. I'll bring him. And they went to call David from the backside of the desert and brought him to the palace. And David was now playing for the king. And David, when the king is depressed, David will play and the king will become joyful. David's time came and he was prepared for it. A lot of us here, sometimes we're in the wilderness stage of our life. What's the wilderness phase of your life? The wilderness phase of your life is where nobody recognizes you. The wilderness phase of your life is where nobody sees you. The wilderness phase of your life is the boring phase of your life. The wilderness, can I tell you the wilderness phase of your life? The wilderness phase of your life is that phase of your life where there's a temptation to sleep a lot because there's nothing to do. Where 
Where there's a temptation to watch movies and while away the time? Because there's nothing to do. Where there's a temptation to just wake up in the morning and come and stand in front of the streets and just look at the cars passing by? Because there's nothing to do. That is the wilderness phase of your life. But can I tell you something? That wilderness phase of your life is an opportunity God is giving you to learn how to play the harp. To, to master the skill of playing the harp and singing. Because one day, the king will need someone to play the harp. Will you be ready to play the harp at that time? Will you be ready? Will you be skilled enough to play the harp for the king? To solve the problems of the king? To ease the burden of the king? If when you were in your wilderness phase, you were sleeping and doing Adidas and watching movies and dozing and conversing and playing draft outside with the area boys, playing draft and playing Ludo and spar with the area boys, Will you be ready? Will you be skilled for the king? You need people. People have been in their wilderness, and let me tell you, everybody who have that wilderness. Don't you realize that you've had that wilderness phase of your life, where you had nothing to do, where you didn't have a job, where you didn't have an exam, where nobody was calling you, where nobody was visiting you. You should have had wisdom to maximize that time. COVID time. Somebody say he needed this message some time back. But it's good you are hearing it now because maybe you may go through another wilderness phase of your life and maximize it for the, that next season. Because the king is going to require a skilled person. You can be that skilled person. You can be that skilled person. Hallelujah. You can be that skilled person. I pray for you that may you receive this word seriously. In the name of Jesus. God has called you and I to a life of excellence. But it requires preparation. It requires here a little, there a little. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. Before you get to that destination. You believe that you are called to be a businessman. What have you learned about business? Who have you understood? Which, which business, you know, we live in a generation where a lot of people, you know, we live where a lot of people, they just want to start their companies. You see, because, because people like to talk about entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship. So there are people, they just want to start, they have some, when they are in school, no, you go, no, no, and they say, I don't want to work for anybody. I don't, I want to start my own company. Let me tell you something. You have to work, work under somebody. You have to work under somebody and learn how it is done. Do you know that David, when David, when David was in the palace, and he was playing the harp for David, for King Saul. Do you know that he was learning the protocol of the palace? He was learning because as he's in the palace, he will see how, how judgment is passed in the palace. He, he began to observe the protocol in the palace. How the king is addressed. How the king addresses the subjects. How things are done. How laws are made. How decrees are made. How kings speak. How kings go to battle. He began to learn all those things. He was learning by observation. Nobody was really telling him. But he was learning by observation. And eventually he became a king. So when he became a king. You know when God took him to the palace. God didn't. God may not have told him that. As I brought you here. Observe things. But he had the wisdom to observe things. And eventually when he became a king. He had learned certain things. Amen. Hallelujah. As you are with that manager at work, are you observing him? Are you learning the way things are being done? Even if you are noticing mistakes, let me tell you something, my brother, my sister. Even if you are noticing mistakes, you are noticing that mistakes, don't go and criticize your manager, but you are noticing that mistake so that you can improve upon it. It's an opportunity to learn. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So wherever you are, God has celebrate where you are appreciate where you are thank god for where you are there are some people that you know where they are they uh, you see everybody wants to be a big person isn't it everybody wants to drive a range rover isn't it everybody wants to have a lot of money but a lot of people neglect or they don't learn the lessons of their current position so in as much as you want to move to the top 
Where are you right now? And what is it that you are doing right now? Make sure that you are learning the best. Make sure that you are giving it your all. Because there will come a time where you'll be put in the king's palace. And at that time, can I tell you something, brothers and sisters? I believe you are receiving the message. There's a place for making mistakes. But there's certain places when you get to, you cannot make a mistake. Because at that level, when you make a mistake, it's disastrous. It's not, you are not the only one who is affected. The whole nation can be affected. The whole organization can be affected. Lives can be affected. So there's a certain place that you can make mistakes. So sometimes you have been given a small position where you can make mistakes. Learn as much as you can. Make all the mistakes. Take it as a learning experience. Because when you get to the top, there's, at the top, there's zero error or zero margin for mistakes. You can't afford to make a mistake at the top. Hallelujah. What are you learning right now? Where has God placed you right now? As you are preparing for the palace, maybe right now you are at the backside of the desert. Learn the lessons well. Master the lessons. And when God promotes you, you'll be, very, you'll be prepared. Amen. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap of friend. How many of you have been blessed? I pray that God will cause us to be people of excellence in Jesus' name. I pray that God would help us to maximize the time, to maximize the seasons that we find ourselves. I want you to be on your feet right now and you want to pray and talk to God. Tell God that, Lord, help me to prepare to be a master. Grant me the grace to strive for mastery. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray right now. Pray for the grace. Father, in the name of Jesus, we want to thank you so much for your presence and your anointing. Thank you for the word that you've brought unto us. It will be changed by this word. It will be transformed by this word. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Do great things in our lives. Do glorious things in our lives. In Jesus' name have we prayed. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Amen. Give the Lord a mighty clap, offering as you take your seats. Hallelujah.